This is a warning. For my finale, I intend to steal the country's greatest national treasure. That will be the final piece in my collection. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the GemCast on Hologram Radio. This is Alex Knight and I'm joined by Aline Sims, founder of the Less Than or Equal podcast and science fiction writer Kay Tempest Bradford. In season 2, episode 17, The Presidential Dilemma, the President of the United States invites Gem and the Holograms to Washington, D.C. to perform for him. Since the security measures at the concert hall interfere with Synergy's signal, the band has to take her apart and bring her along. Stay tuned for an action-packed episode. Showtime, episode 43, written by returning gem writer Beth Bornstein. And are mm-hmm. the two of you excited for this episode? It's going to be awesome, right? I'm going to go with no, Alex. Is that, is that a guess? <laughs> this week we open at Starlight Mansion. The doorbell rings and we see Kimber answer the door, only to be greeted by two black-suited agents from the federal government. They have a telegram that needs to be delivered to Jim, personally, according to the president's orders. Jerrica overhears the conversation and changes into Jim and accepts the telegram. But did they really need to send people to her home? Could they not have somehow sent this telegram securely? No, no, not in the 80s. In the 80s, everything was hand-delivered mm. by the government. That's what Ronald Reagan spent all that money on. Right. And, okay. and the war on drugs. Yes. Lest we not forget the war on drugs. Okay, I will buy that. The letter reads, Gem and the Holograms are cordially invited to perform a special concert for the President and the First Lady at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. Uh, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's a be, huge honor to perform. Yeah, at the Kennedy Center, I it would have been interesting. It's like the Kennedy Center honors the Taps Tucker Band, and Jim and the Hologram should come. <laughs> but instead, it's just perform. But still, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's and I'm, I'm sure it's it's nice as you know as much notoriety and popularity that Jim and the Holograms has amassed since the beginning of this show. No matter how big you get as a rock band, that's, you know, you, 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 I'm sure you probably know you've made it once the president invites you for a private concert, right? I guess. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. They're the hottest rock band ever. The concert is the following week. However, the president invites them to meet with his entertainment coordinator the day after tomorrow to make the necessary arrangements for the concert. At the White House, Jem arrives and meets with Paul Davis, the entertainment coordinator. Men are seen doing strange hardware installations in the concert hall. Jem asks what it's about, but Paul declines to comment as it's a security measure. Jem heads backstage to check things out, but when the security team tests their equipment, Jem's hologram is jammed and she changes back to Jerrica. So, it's an yeah, <laughs> again, like in the second 
you see those like satellite thingies, it's like, oh yeah, this is going to be yeah, you know where this another is going. one of those episodes. And it's it's the freaking Kennedy Center. Why why doesn't not just come with security for the president? I mean, doesn't he do things there pretty frequently? I well, I actually felt like this part of the episode was the only thing that made any actual sense because it would seem to me like the Kennedy Center and other spaces where the president's going to be would have really high tech signal blocking things to, for instance, keep somebody from planting a bomb somewhere and then setting it off remotely. You know, that's that's what I was thinking those, you know, high tech satellite thingies were all about, because, you know, when when it blocks energy, it was basically like blocking wireless signals from outside so that i could buy that was this is like the one thing that happens in the episode where i'm like yes that makes sense everything else does not make a lick of sense but that makes sense but but again like in this in the context of this series we're back to the satellite interference business which is meh Mm -hmm. yeah i i I agree with both of you that was the only thing in this episode that i'm like okay this actually makes sense kind of Kind of. Because I'd be like, I don't know. You'd expect that to just stay there and then the security people would come check it out. But I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe that gives the bad guys a chance to go look at it when Secret Service isn't on site. I don't know. It just, I don't know. It just seemed weird. Well, speaking of weird, it gets weird and uncomfortable for Jerrica because Paul finds uh, Jerrica behind the curtain and is startled and asks, just who the hell are you? Jerrica introduces herself as the manager for Gem and the Holograms. Paul questions how she got backstage and why she's been hiding behind the curtain. Jerrica's excuse is that Jem had to run and left her in charge of the arrangements. Not pleased, Paul informs Jerrica that any future changes have to be cleared with him in advance. So the fact that Jerrica got out of this situation is fantasy. Yeah. Because I just, I don't buy it. Also, she's like, oh, I'm Jem's manager. I'm like, are you the CEO of her record company? I mean, it mm-hmm. just, it changes based on whoever's writing the episode. But I'm just saying, she's the CEO of a record company, but also she should have been arrested. <laughs> that that would Agreed. never fly in real life. I mean, that's so incredibly suspicious. And she's just like stammering. So it's even worse for her. I still don't know why they don't buy her a wig. Just, just, buy, just buy her a wig. Jerrica makes a phone call to her sister, Kimber, and explains that Synergy's signal is being blocked, so the band will have to disassemble her and bring her to Washington, D.C., which I'm sure is not an easy task. Say what? Right. Yeah. Say what? Well, you know, Synergy has a modular design. They, she's like, you have to bring her to Washington, D.C. I don't understand how that's going to help, though. It's not distance. That is making synergies and signal blocked. It's the fact that they have these things that are blocking all wireless signals. So right. unless they plan to build synergy secretly in the basement of the Kennedy Center, I don't understand how bringing synergy to Washington D.C. Right. is actually going to help the situation. Well, clearly well, the- Jerrica ha- has no idea how the actual blocking thing works. And that's what I thought they'd do when she was like, bring Synergy to blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, maybe if it's in the same building. So I thought thought Synergy would be like backstage. But no, they're putting it together in the hotel room, which, okay. But can we talk about how cute Kimber's palm tree dress was? 
because it was pretty cute. That was really cute. Just saying. And it's sad because most of the outfits in this episode are really terrible. Oh. And that's because most of the animation in this episode is beyond terrible. Like we've talked before about how there are like different teams of animators and they have different grades of quality. And this is clearly the C team. Yeah. This is the C team. This is C team animation all the way down. Yeah. It is horrendous. Yeah, we get some real inconsistent uh, looks for the characters. Like some, th- there'll be like one frame where the character's face looks fine, and another one where it's completely messed up. It doesn't look anything like that character. I mean, there was one moment where Rhea's face in the hotel room later on looked so different, and she looked older. Well, even like you were talking about, especially in like the the zoomed out shots, um, like Jem's eyeshadow was moving all over her face. And it's like I don't understand what's happening. And then when you zoomed Sentient in, eyeshadow, right? <laughs> and then I was like, is is this hologram gone wrong? Like, what is happening here? And then you know when you zoomed in, like their lips changed shape, like. Like one side would be like kind of round and like the, you know, like the cupy bow type thing. And then it'd be flat on one side and then it'd round out again. Right. And then it'd be flat again. I was just like, oh, yeah. A lot hurts. of corners were cut in this episode. And, you know, there's in animation, there's a term called in-betweening. And I don't know if the two of you noticed, but there were many moments in this episode where the animation, like the actual movements of the characters looked really slow and it just looks like they didn't do all the like the in-between animation shots they I did, did that, they, that. that they needed to do in order for it to be mm-hmm. fluid yep i noticed that a lot i mean even in that very first scene i i started to notice it when the the dudes were pulling their badges out of their pockets i was like oh that was that's not a lot of frames right okay exactly yeah, because they do. I forget I just, the, the term, the terminology for it, but you have like your your first, um, because everything's being done by hand. You have your your like your your first the first drawing, and then you have like the last one, the last drawing in that scene for whatever that action is going to be. And so the in between shots are the like all the other drawings in between. But if you if you don't draw all of those, then it just kind of looks herky jerky. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's not always a correlation between the C team animation and a bad script. But this time I I almost felt like they were like, oh, this script is terrible. Just give it to the C team and we'll just forget yeah, that call this it ever happened. Right. Because like this episode is particularly bad with things happening because uh we needed it to happen that way because of the plot. And then just things not making sense. Like mm-hmm. going back to this thing where they're they're gonna bring synergy to Washington it would actually have made more sense for them to be like, we need this to be backstage because this is part of our show. But mm-hmm. instead they're like, we're going to put her in a hotel room. Just, uh, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Uh, Aline, did you have something to add? It sounded like you wanted to jump in there. No, it just, I'm just a uh-huh, because it's, yeah. Yeah. It's bad. It's just bad. The misfits are watching TV when the announcer mentions a thief known as the Washington Marauder is back in the news again. Jetta demands the channel be changed, and of course they end up on Lindsay's channel, where she announces Jim and the Holograms are playing a special concert for the President of the United States. Pizzazz has had enough, and she turns off the TV and tells the rest of the band they need to talk to Eric Raymond. 
This time, Eric says there's nothing he can do to help the misfits. So the misfits decide to take matters into their own hands. And of course, judging by past episodes, this is not the first time the misfits have decided to do things themselves. Ugh. Well, yeah. But I w- we'll talk more about this later. But here's what's really interesting. I feel like this episode was originally conceived as a super by the number something like Gemma holograms are invited to do a thing. Sally interference occurs. The misfits find out. They go to Eric. Eric does things. But like, you know, later on in this episode, the misfits will completely disappear for no good reason. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, why was this part of the plot in the first place? Like they're literally shoehorned in because they're like, and now this is the time on Gem and the Holograms when Pizzazz gets mad about Gem doing things and the misfits go and wreck stuff. A congressional hearing is being held in Washington, D.C., but the misfits make an entrance and disrupt the event. They explain that they simply want an equal opportunity to host their own concert for the president. Somehow bypassing security, Ugh. too. I mean, that's completely unrealistic. I, this, mean, it's, I uh, mean, number 10 on the list of things that don't make any sense is how the ministers busted up into Congress like that. Yeah, they would get stopped at the door looking like that because they just don't belong. But even that well, being said, well. we get a Misfits music video called Star Spangled Fantasy. Now, I really want to talk about what happens after this video, but let's talk about the video and the song. First of all, did you like this song? It's an okay song. It's uh, weird. It's okay. <laughs> it's like, um, the video was. Well, that's a glowing review, right I there. Know. <laughs> I I will just say. I have always disliked this song. I, I musically, I dislike this song because it has like all sorts of weird things going on in the actual instrumentals. I'm just like, what? What is this? It's yeah. and yeah, it's bad. It's not, video, it's not well written. The video is ridiculous. Like there are things where you're just like, what is even happening? Especially since they keep having the misfits doing this move together, where they, I guess, they're supposed to be mimicking the waving of a flag. And it happens over and over. And I'm like, this this oh, image yeah. is not as cool as you think it is, animators. Oh, I don't know who the animators were, what they thought was supposed to be happening, who gave them direction. I don't know. But it is just like visually, it is a mess. It's just a mess. And the music is terrible. I really don't have anything to add to this other than I am not a fan of this song. It just, it seems sloppy. Yeah, and and like Tim said, the video is weird. The premise is weird. Like, we're gonna go to Congress and intimidate all of you to to make things happen somehow because Congress is known for making things happen really quickly. Um, it it's just weird. Yeah. Well, unless the two of you have anything to add, let's let's talk about what happens after this video. So after this video, the misfits are promptly escorted out as everyone is giving their thumbs down on the idea of having the band uh, play for the president. Now, 
before this music video, we talked about how unrealistic this scenario is, that the fact that they bypassed security and somehow got into this building. But in real life, they would have not even been abled to break out into song. They would have been arrested had they <laughs> entered that room. That's true. It's very true. You have to go through a lot of vetting. I can say as a person who has been to the Capitol to see the State of the Union address, no less, um, that, yeah, you got to go through a lot of layers of security, which I'm sure was true even in the 80s mm-hmm. when no one cared if you went to Congress or not because they weren't doing anything there except for grilling Ollie North and standing up and cheering for President Reagan. So, uh, yeah, it's sec- just, it, for a second, it I thought you were going to... For a second, I thought you were going to say that they were grilling, like making grilled cheese sandwiches. Um, I think they I'm were probably hungry. doing that in the mm-hmm. chamber as well for all that Congress dealt with real things. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> and the, this also the very idea of the misfits being like, hey, old white dudes, let us play for you our punk rocky music. Because we deserve to have a concert. And I'm like, how did you think this was going to play? I mean, right. You know, the Congress was probably like 100% white dudes, or at least like 99% white dudes. Like there may have been a lady in Congress at that time, or a few ladies, and no disparagement on the actual like Congress ladies that were around at that time that I can't remember. I was a child. I'm sorry. But Congress is mostly old white dudes. And right. It just wasn't going to work out for them. I just don't understand. I don't understand. Well, but they don't think. So there's that. That's a recurring theme. Gem and the holograms are seen by the misfits, assembling the last pieces of synergy. Whatever it is, it must be important, because they mention that without it, there can be no concert. So you're talking about a supercomputer, right? Basically, that they're assembling themselves. I guess maybe they've done it once before when they moved Synergy from the drive-in to the mansion. That's right. But I don't know if you're qualified to actually do this. And it doesn't seem like they labeled anything. It doesn't seem like like Mr. Benton um, left an instruction manual or right, like, like user guide. Right, yeah. like. Like, and they're just like, oh, and, you know, later on, they're just like, I don't know, just just put shit in and we'll see if it works. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, that doesn't that's work. I mean, for the how world, supercomputers are. Well, I mean, and it's not just any supercomputer. We're talking about the world's most advanced computer and AI system that has that just doesn't exist. Like, it's so far advanced, so far advanced in comparison to everything else that is currently on the market in this reality here that it's it is just preposterous that they would be able to put everything back together and and you know and disassemble it correctly without damaging anything right And, and not only that they put it back together in a hotel room and i'm sorry but how is that hotel room big enough to hold synergy and you know, synergy's ele- really big. And what about the power mm-hmm. demands? It, exactly. Right? Yep. I mean, also, it's so silly that it just has this three-pronged electrical plug. Like a vacuum. Right. I right. Mean, it's, yeah, you uh, just plug it in like uh, a vacuum. Yep. The other thing that is so stupid and annoying about this is that they completely skip over the fact, how did they get synergy here? Did they put her in a truck and drive her from fake Los Angeles? Because that's a cross-country trip. And Jerrica called them yesterday. Did they put her on the private 
explain that they have maybe i don't know we don't know because it just you know suddenly the the four or the five of them are the only ones who are carrying this equipment in and out of whatever yeah and and yeah no instructions synergy wouldn't have fit in there and here's something else that was not considered at all so the room where synergy is in starlight mansion is behind a hologram wall there's no hologram wall in starlight mm-hmm. mansion now have any of the starlight girls been like <laughs> where'd this room come from wasn't there a wall here? oh my this god is a giant room <laughs> Thank I you mean, for bringing this up. This did not occur to me at all. It didn't mean I either. Did, you know, I was just like, I thought about it for a second. I was like, so did they lock the door to the room that leads to the room with the fake? I just, I don't know. And and it's never addressed, of course, because it's this episode. But right. I, it, mm. Well, even going be, just beyond that, uh, in the next scene, the misfits are in their hotel room, which is, of course, directly across the street from where the holograms are. They're spying on them with binoculars, and they left their windows open. Yeah. Like, right? why did they not put the blinds right. down? And what about the misfits and their maid outfits? And they're, like... Right, like, like all of them there with a, suddenly... Right, pizzazz with, like, the green bun. I haven't seen anyone with green hair like that before. Wouldn't that be a little bit weird? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just... And, it's and, silly. and and they wouldn't they wouldn't stoop to that. Like, can you imagine Pizzazz being like, "Oh yeah, I'll put on a maid's uniform. This is totally something that, um, that I'll do." It made no damn sense. Right. It made no damn sense. None of it. None of this entire episode makes any damn sense. Well, Pizzazz makes a call to Eric and describes the machine she witnessed the holograms assembling in their hotel room. And Eric mentions that it sounds similar to the one his private investigator, Malone, discovered way back at the beginning of season one, which I believe was in the Starlight Drive-In, right? Yeah. That was a nice yeah. callback. Yeah, it was it really was a nice. nice callback. That was the only nice thing about this episode. I will point this out because, again, like the, the misfits and Eric Raymond really fall out of this episode at the end of it because, you know, Eric... Eric seems to indicate right here that he is about to do something about this thing, right? But then he disappears. I so was he the one who called the Pentagon? I mean, that's the only thing. But why would he do that? Right, exactly. Why would he be the one to do that? And and call and why would he call the FBI? Because like he wants it. He wants synergy. He wants to know what it is. And so he's like, I'm going to do something about that. And then he picks up a phone to the FBI. No, it's a badly written episode. Mm-hmm. In the hotel room of Gem and the Holograms on TV, there's announcement that the Washington Marauder has made a video boasting of his next crime. Mm-hmm. And in the video, he says, this is a warning for my finale. I intend to steal the country's greatest national treasure. That will be the final piece in my collection. <laughs> that was pretty accurate, I think. It was severely accurate. And the best part of that is that in the next moment, Kimber's like, this is too weird. And she turns off the TV. <laughs> Like, it's too weird even for Kimber. <laughs> yeah, I liked that too. Lincoln Abbey calls Jem and the holograms and they get an invitation uh, for dinner at the White House. 
So the holograms try to install the final microchip, but Synergy does not boot up right away. There's a moment of panic, but we eventually see Synergy's face on screen, who says it can take a while for her circuits to warm up. Do you believe what? that? What? I mean, there has to be a boot sequence. Yes. They did but not wait for the boot sequence to complete. Circuits to warm up? It has nothing to do with circuits warming up, I can tell you that. Well, look, little kids don't understand about boot sequences. <laughs> hey, hey, is that my problem? Is that my problem? Oh yeah, and and and, well, and she's she's tired and groggy, and I'm just like, yeah, that's true. That's really true. <laughs> but but actually, you know what? This this doesn't seem like as terrible as it really is because at this time, I do remember turning on electronics and having to wait for them to warm up, and that's not actually what they were doing. Really, they weren't actually like getting warm, but that. I feel like that was sort of a concept about electronics at this time that, you know, when you turn mm -hmm. on the computer, you had to wait for it to warm up. You turn on the TV, you had to wait for it to warm up and whatever it's doing in the background, be it boot sequences or actually warming its circuits, you know, that was the term that we all used for that moment when you turned a thing on, but you had to wait for it to actually kick on. Okay, fine. That's true. Fine. That's true. Well, now that Synergy's up and running, the rest of them transform into their holographic counterparts and they head down to the White House for their evening dinner. At the White House gates, security turns the holograms away and explains that the president was not expecting them for dinner. Confused at the miscommunication, Jem and the holograms turn back. And we cut to inside of the White House where the president is engaged in a meeting and is watching the Washington Marauders video with the rest of his staff. The president asks his staff what the Marauder means by, quote, the country's greatest national treasure, end quote. Unfortunately, no one has any idea. Otherwise, they might be able to stop him. So um, I'll be honest. I mm -hmm. thought that they were going to they were working toward capturing Jem. At this point. <laughs> and so I was like. Waiting for it. And waiting for it. And um, I was actually pleasantly surprised. So there we go. Misdirection. It worked. Mm -hmm. But. I. What I don't understand is. Why is the Washington Marauder. Why hadn't he been caught yet. Why was he the, the subject of cabinet meetings and underground bunkers? I mean, that was the situation room. Why was this episode made? <laughs> why does he look like a why does he look like a cross between Napoleon and the Hamburglar? <laughs> so many questions. So many questions. While driving back to their hotel, Jem receives a distress call from Synergy that an intruder has entered the room. The audience doesn't see the assailant, but they unplug Synergy, which disables her holographic projection. The holograms rush back to their hotel room and are greeted by an empty room. Synergy is gone. <gasps> no. But Rhea notices outside their hotel window a group of men are loading Synergy into the back of a truck. And of course the holograms suspect the misfits and chase after the thieves. Right. They and were see, awfully quick. Yeah, they were awfully quick. And and actually it would have made this part of the 
thing would have made more sense if it was the misfits. You know, because we find out that the FBI was called or whatever, but even the FBI needs warrants and subpoenas yes. in order to seize property and whatever. And wouldn't they not wait until Jem left the you know hotel room to do this? Because if they think that that piece of technology is dangerous, then they would arrest the people who own it. The holograms follow the truck into the Pentagon, of all places. The band demands to know why their equipment was confiscated. The FBI received an anonymous tip that the holograms had imported unauthorized equipment into Washington, D.C. The Pentagon's experts will have to disassemble Synergy to do extensive exploratory work on it. If everything checks out, they should have it returned to them in a couple of weeks. Now, Um. (laughs) what do they mean by unauthorized equipment? That's what I wanted to know. What equipment has to be authorized? It's a computer. Right. I don't I didn't realize that importing and by the by importing, I mean, crossing city limit lines. Different technology into Washington, D.C. was a problem. I mean, obviously, if you import something dangerous like an explosive device, et cetera, et cetera. But there's like you've imported something into Washington, D.C. Well, Washington, D.C. is part of America. And as the song at the end of this terrible episode tells me in America, I have freedom. So why are you confiscating until you don't my perfectly legal computer just because of reasons and a phone call that the FBI received from someone who I guess may have been Eric Raymond, but literally doesn't make any sense for it to have been Eric Raymond because Eric Raymond would want to keep the thing for himself, wouldn't he? I just don't know. It's a mystery. Actually, it's not. It's a terribly written episode. (laughs) Mystery solved. (sighs) Well. This is going to be okay. Synergy is not looking so good at this point. And Mm -mm. we're running out, or not we are, but the holograms are running out of time to figure out how they're going to get out of this situation. And speaking of running out of time, we get a Gem and the Holograms music video by that exact name called Time is Running Out. What do you think of the song and the video? Oh. This was better the first time it ran. I mean, this song is fine. This, this song is fine. What, this, what happens should, in this video is ridiculous. Should we stop recording yes. now? I'm like, this is like so painful. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta make it yeah. through. We gotta make it through. Yeah. Push through. We can do it. The only thing I can say is... Yeah. Ten years ago, I would have said that the holograms busting up into the White House, just like driving through the gates and and yeah, running we'll away from Secret Service people and all of that um, would be ridiculous. But given the fact that people have actually done this, you know, there there have been more than one up one, more than one people who have left over the White House back fence, run across the yard, run into the White House, and up the stairs. I've never and heard Secret of this Service happening. Was, oh, you ha- oh, this was a big deal. When? Yeah, this, this has happened something like three or four times, I want to say, hmm. since the Obamas have been in office. No, I didn't know that. In, yeah. Actually, I and, can see go- getting over the gates, but actually into the building? Yeah. And that's why it was a big deal because everybody was like, excuse me, but isn't the Secret Service here? 
to protect the president from people jumping over the back fence, running across the lawn and getting into the White House. Mm -hmm. But apparently the Secret Service has other things to do during the time of our first black president. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So I I find the holograms getting all the way to the door of the Oval Office somehow a little less incredulous, given what we know about the Secret Service. That's really interesting because that is so not how I felt when I was watching this. And when the music video came on and I'm looking at what's happening, I thought, well, surely there's no way that they managed to barge into the White House and get past. No, okay, they actually did. Well, when you have holograms right, and stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and, so, and So let's explain that for people <sighs> that maybe haven't seen this episode uh, in, in a while. So what's actually happening, happening <sighs> in this music video is they're running around uh, sort of a cat and mouse game, you know, running by security using uh, what little holographic projection that they can manage to sort of muster before synergy goes offline, and they're using that to which to get by. Like that's and that's synergy's residual power store is baloney. But nobody and, questions this. Like the security right, guards aren't wondering, yeah. like, how the hell are you doing this? Exactly. And like Jerick is like over there, like with her hands over her ears, like she's physically in pain and, and the holograms shrink some, like for some reason, like there's a big Buffalo and oh look, it's a cute little tiny Buffalo. And then it disappears and it's just painful. It's just, it's bad. It's bad. I think this episode must've been written after like, like a weekend bender or something. Like, nobody gave a crap about this. This is just, oh, so bad. Yeah. Using what little time they have left, Jem and the Holograms manage to get through most of the White House security by engaging in a cat and mouse game with distracting holograms. The band is about to be placed under arrest, which thankfully is one realistic thing in this episode, but the president interrupts and invites them into the Oval Office. Jerrica makes an attempt to explain that Synergy is really the backbone of their act, but she stumbles and hesitates to divulge the true secret of Synergy. Regrettably, the president is unable to call off the tests until he's able to find out the truth about the computer. Now, if you can't trust the president of the United States to keep your secret, Jerrica, who can you trust? This, may, um, this made it. me mad. Well, but consider this. I mean, obviously, this president who's who's drawn here is not Ronald Reagan. Like, he's just not. He, I, I don't know who he might be patterned after. Maybe Gerald Ford. He's not Southern enough to be Jimmy Carter. Right. But, I mean, you can't. It, this is the 80s. We know that we can't trust the president with anything. Because either he is he's too far gone to understand it, or he is going to sell some weapons to the Contras. You know, it just <laughs> this was not a time of great trust in the presidency. So I can see why Jericho might be like, um, I don't think I want to tell you my secret. Because what if he's like, Synergy sounds like an amazing computer. I think I want to use her for my Star Wars program, and then we'll Ooh. bomb some Russians. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying it was the time. 
At the Pentagon, computer experts are baffled at the advanced programming and circuitry of Synergy, which is light years ahead of anything currently available in the United States. They actually claim it must have been designed by a foreign nation, which I found amusing. But it's weird that they, these, they're like, oh, this is like here's ahead of everything. It must come from somewhere else. I'm sorry, what kind of Americans are you? You know, <laughs> that's true. Aren't you supposed to believe that we have the best stuff in the world? And if you find something that's light years ahead of everything, it has to come from aliens. Ugh, Ooh. these people. This episode. Ugh. Should have been Area 51. You're totally right. The president drops by to order a temporary halt on the investigation of Synergy, at least until after the concert. Now, I, I, I'm confused, so, so help me out here. Because in the last scene, he says, well, I'm not going to stop the tests until I find out the truth. Then he goes there and he's like, stop the tests. I think that we were supposed to think that she said something to him there in the cut. Like, we can't do we this concert did. without it or something. Uh, or... or Actually, when I was watching it this time, I was like, wait a minute, is this where she told him what Synergy actually did? Mm, but she but she, she ended up not doing that. No. But that's what I thought that she had done because like suddenly he's like, wait, stop everything. So, okay. So I'm not the only one that's confused by this then. Right. Well, the power goes off and the room is enveloped in complete blackness. The Washington Marauder has nabbed the president of the United States, the country's greatest British said that weirdly. Sound like like Richard Nixon. Yeah. A country's greatest national treasure. Mm-hmm. The van drives off and we see Jim hanging on the back. Bravely, I might add. Eh. Mm-hmm. So look, how did the Washington Marauder know that the president would be at the Pentagon at this time? And furthermore, how did this dude Dressed like George Washington with a hamburger mask. <laughs> get into the Pentagon. How did he get into the Pentagon? And and again, how did he know that the president sense. would be there to grab? And then he just pulls some random lever that turns off the lights. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but if it is that easy to turn off all the lights in the Pentagon, then we are not the global superpower that I thought we were. And where's the like, president's security yeah. detail? Right, where there's like is this, this giant hangar? They're in like a hangar, and there's like like a handful no of people. Service. Like, and then they also act as if that hangar that they're in is not like because the Pentagon is a huge building. I mean, it's just it's a massive building. Are you telling me that they were like in one of the rooms on the outside of the building that leads to a road that led somewhere that there were no military people who were like, "Hey, stop that truck! Stop that truck! That truck has our president in it." It's just oh, the no. nail in the like, coffin for how just no. absurd this, this, so, this episode is. This is terribly written from top to bottom. The president asks the marauder why he's being kidnapped. The marauder says he plans on adding him to his historical collection for preservation purposes, of course. Back at the Pentagon, Kimber, Aja, Shayna, and Rhea scramble to reassemble Synergy. Unfortunately for Jerrica, her pleas to Synergy go unanswered. The Marauder arrives in his secret underground lair, 200 feet below ground, to be precise. That's a long way down. Is it, you know, did either of you think that maybe this, this must be like a, one of those underground abandoned missile silos? You know, the ones that you can actually buy for like $10 million? That must be it, I right? Was, 
it didn't none of it made any sense and i was just like why do you have the things oh god oh god where's the military they would have scrambled jets by now i just Well, in the underground lair, we see a massive collection of art and other priceless artifacts. The president enters his cage, which happens to be a very accurate replica of the Oval Office, where he is expected to be an exhibit for the rest of his life. This man is deranged. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But all the priceless national treasures I have to point out are things like the Liberty Bell, except for the Liberty Bell is awfully small. I think the real Liberty Bell is very big, but the Liberty Bell mm-hmm. that he had in that room was hand-sized. Lincoln's cane? Right. Like, <laughs> like, how is this a, the, it did seem like one of the original like Betsy Ross flags you know, was on the wall, so I guess that, that was a national treasure. But my thought was, when he said, you know, you're going to be an exhibit forever, I'm like, who are you exhibiting him to? Right, yep. other super criminals. Who is this for? <laughs> and I just, and then two guys show up, and they're just like thugs. Like, mm. dressed also dressed, right. They look so silly. So silly. The Marauder's goons end up discovering Jerrica and apprehend her. But before she is locked up, Jerrica grabs the priceless chalice once owned by Paul Revere. While mm. the marauder is distracted, the president what? manages to get loose and grab Lincoln's cane. Like This man does not know how to tie a knot. Did you notice how the ropes no, just come does. loose? Uh, you know, they just require a little bit of wiggling. I want to know, how. why does Paul Revere have a chalice? Is Paul Revere yep. Jesus? <laughs> well, he's a silversmith, so... A chalice? He made teapots and because it sounds cool he has the chalice oh my God. the chalice and also what was jerica gonna do with it like throw it at someone's face oh this oh god this episode well i think that she's banking on like oh this is something that he clearly went through a lot of trouble to get so he will like leave me alone if i'm holding it because it emits a force field or something so we cut to the Pentagon. The holograms are putting the finishing touches on reassembling Synergy. Kimber pleads with Aja to insert the final part necessary, even though Aja is unsure. So she manages to do so just before the Secret Service agents stop them. And ugh, what are the odds that just haphazardly inserting that last part that Synergy would come back online? Also, why were the Secret Service messing with them in the first place? The president already came in and said to stop the testing on the thing. Yes. And they've been for many minutes now putting it back together. And then randomly these two guys come in. They're like, hey, stop that. Like, were they all for coffee? They didn't get the memo. Why aren't they looking for the president? At the Marauder's secret lair, Jerrica makes a final plea for Synergy's help to create a distraction. Fortunately, Synergy is now back online as if we ever doubted that would happen, and creates a hologram of George Washington. Startled, and quite frankly frightened, the marauders distracted by George Washington's ghost. Suddenly, a second apparition materializes. Abraham Lincoln. Then a third, Mm -hmm. Teddy Roosevelt, of course on his iconic horse. They all demand Jerrica and the president to be released, and then all three charge after the marauder. And he and his goons make their way to the jail cell as it's the only safe place. 
And he, of course, tosses the keys to the president and he locks the cage. This next scene, though, the president is completely confused at how Jerrica was able to conjure up George Washington, Lincoln, and Roosevelt. So, Well, and what I enjoy mm -hmm. is that, like, holograms chase bad dudes into the bad dude place. They lock the thing. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, all right, you're dismissed. And they just, like, disappear. It's not... They don't go around a corner or whatever. Like, there's no pretense. I guess they think that maybe these guys are unhinged enough that, like, no one's going to believe them. Maybe. I I can see that. It was another one of those weird, like, you know, in the last episode or the episode before when when Jericho was whispering really loudly um, at Synergy. It was kind of like one of those moments for me. Well, on the drive back to the White House... Jerrica explains what Synergy really is, finally, and how the holographic technology works. So I guess she did finally, in the end, feel... I guess at this point, she I mean, she's backed into a corner. I mean, she really doesn't have any other options at this point, right? But to explain it. I mean, how do you, how do you get out of that situation and explain it rationally? Well, well no, though. Because... Many other times, Synergy has made some ridiculous stuff happen, and nobody asked for explanations, and mm-hmm. Jim yeah, or Jerrica did not give them. This is the president, but, though. Yeah, so? I mean, I'm sure she's going to be like, I don't know what that was. That was kind of creepy. I mean, remember the episode of Mexico? When, when like, Mexican or old Aztec gods showed up? Everybody saw that. Literally, everybody saw that, and... Rio was like, hmm, that was interesting. Well, we caught those bad guys. <laughs> Another day at the office, right? Great. A press conference is held where the president is questioned by a member of the press about Jerrica Benton's involvement in saving his life. The president explains that he also was responsible for taking control of the situation, but does not go into detail about what happened. And for a moment there, backstage, we actually see Jerrica kind of panicking. She's like, oh no, he's going to tell. He's going to tell the secret, but he doesn't, of course. And then my the pr- favorite part of that mm-hmm. was the, the reporter just sounding completely incredulous. She's like, you're saying the manager for a rock band yeah. was responsible for that. And I yelled at the TV. She's a CEO. Damn it. That would have been more impressive. <laughs> CEO yeah. saves president. The CEO of a company with three people in it. And some cabinets in the basement with papers in him. The president announces the presidential concert and of course Gem and the Holograms take the stage dedicating the final song in this episode to everybody which is called Freedom. Jingoistic maybe? I mean this is really a USA USA we're the greatest freedom. Let me tell you something as a person who lives in America I don't always notice how many times in a day someone is like, this is the greatest country in the world. This is the best country in the world. We have things nobody else has. We have all the freedom. We have this. But when I do notice it, I just am like, do other countries do this? Nope. Like in Canada, nope. do your does your prime minister end every speech with, this is the greatest country no. on earth. God bless Canada. No. Like, no, nobody does this. And, Can- and 
I'm just gonna say, as a Canadian who's traveled to the U.S. pretty often, usually by car, the it it is so drastically different. Like here in Vancouver, where I live, which is in British Columbia on the on the northwest uh, coast here. When you drive down to Seattle or any part of Washington, as soon as you cross the border, the first thing that you notice is a ton of people have USA bumper stickers and and lots of houses and businesses have American flags hanging. And you do not see that. I have never seen any house in this province with a Canadian flag on it. I've never seen any car with a Canadian flag bumper sticker why why does this happen now i'm not uh, saying it's bad but I it's so pervasive in the united states we are strange country. everywhere yeah i think it's it's really tied into our mythos of manifest destiny and like this is you know this is our birthright and uh and, and like those kinds of things that date back to like the inception of the country and you know, the Revolutionary War where it's like, we are free and we do what we want. And, you know, the whole Make Western America expansion, again. you know, yeah, I mean, like, go West, young men, populate the country with, you know, massacres and and stealing land from indigenous peoples. Like, but I don't know. It's just I think that it's just really woven into the fabric of what we're taught. Um, right or wrong you know wrong but it's i mean it's a good country don't get me wrong but you know like i paid 400 dollars for glasses today so you know like i i think that's a lot of it is we're just mm. this i don't know superiority complex we have no i i i, I think that uh that's part of it for sure what what about you tempest yes to all of that also just i don't know it's i feel like there's there's something that is in our national psyche that makes some people believe that it has to be consistently reinforced that we're the greatest, even though we're not. But it, that is because that's a thing that our politicians use all the time. They're like, America is the greatest. And if we don't do this, we won't be the greatest. But I'm like, but we're not the greatest because, right. you know, on this scale or that scale. Well, or you, this other do you scale, think it shows like a sign of weakness? Yeah. We're just, you know, our our national attitude is based in a very sort of patriarchal, mm -hmm. um, just weird, you got a macho, I guess, attitude. And mm -hmm. it's not okay. And it's, it's very not useful. And then, you know, so then it shows up in things like a kid's cartoon about some ladies with a supercomputer have to sing a song about how the USA is the best and and we can do things like write anything we choose, dance the way we want. Like, really? Really? Because I think that you could dance the way you want in Canada, too. Mm -hmm. And probably in Mexico. I don't know. I think they have some pretty strict laws there, honestly, Tempest, about mm. dancing. Mm. I, I see, mean, I watched, I watched it in the holograms, and that's what I learned. Well, that's mm -hmm. true. But it's like, it's yeah. not even true because, you know, when you watch Footloose, they were not allowed footloose. to dance. <laughs> they were not allowed to dance. So this whole like, oh, in America you could do whatever. It's like, mm -mm. not if you're in the movie Footloose. So it just makes me question everything. Uh, also, Jem needs to stay away from the gospel choirs. 
that was just random oh, too. Oh, that was weird. It was just random, like randomly. She's like, "No, I'm sick with the gospel choir." You're like, "What? Like, what do you what? think of when you think of the United States gospel choirs?" Right. Okay, yeah. so so and we haven't answered the question. Outfit? What? What? Hold on. What outfit? Her, her outfit. It looked like she was channeling this weird mix of Liberace and Elton mm, John, and you no, think that's the. You'd think it would be like complimentary, but it just looked weird. It was a scary thought. No, that was that was the glitter and gold outfit, but it was just badly drawn. Okay. Like everything else it in was, this episode. Yeah. Let's answer the question of the song as it stands by itself. Uh, what did you think of the song? Like it or don't like it? Uh, <laughs> I I can't speak. It's a terrible to... song. It's yeah. Just a terrible song. Like I can't, because I was so wrapped up in like the 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 lyrics that I really mm. could, couldn't pay attention to the melody. It's hard well, to get I, past okay. it. It's hard to get past it's it. Hard, right. It's hard to get past it. And then there was the choir, and that was really weird. And um, and just the lyrics, this, like, no, actually, like we do a lot of things that are not okay here, and um. And actually, you can't do whatever you want to do. I know we're told that, but that's not really how the U.S. works. And mm-hmm. that's what Chuck um, Morris told me. You can you know do what? everything we can if have... you put your mind to it. We can have a conversation about the ills of Chuck Norris <laughs> another time. But yeah, like the whole thing just was ugh. Not only that, but the this song contradicts the episode. Because she's like, oh, I can do whatever I want. America, you're free. Well, not if you bring in, not if you import computer parts <laughs> That's true. that the FBI heard about from someone that they just decide to take without a subpoena or a warrant. Like, yeah. it, no. It's As a matter of fact, this entire episode is all about government overreach into Jem's hotel room. <laughs> Walker, so, Texas Ranger. I just, <laughs> I, just, I just really feel like just, just add it to the pile of things that don't make any sense about this entire episode. It is the worst. Yeah. Oh, God. I just pulled up the lyrics for the song. Did, did any of you watch that show when it was on? In the eyes of a ranger, the unsuspected stranger had better know Why? the truth of wrong from right. Because the eyes I ever do of a ranger were upon you. Wow. Something wrong with and you. And Chuck Norris sang it. Bad did thing. he really? Yeah, he did, actually. I did not know that. His voice is very, like, he's got a very limited range. Very limited. Well, why don't we wrap? Uh, where are we? Wrap it up or, like, wrap Hamilton? It, wrap the um, the episode. So, oh. Well, because, yeah, there's only one last thing that, that yeah. happens. Well, we end this episode with the president bestowing the Presidential Medal of Honor for courage above and beyond the call of duty to Jerrica Benton. But Jerrica requests that Synergy receive the medal. As if that makes any sense. Well, unfortunately, Synergy can't have her own ceremony. But the president promises that she'll be treated with the utmost respect the next time she's in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's not going to be a next time, buddy. What? What? Like, why would they? It, no. Strike this from the record. Strike this entire episode from the record. <laughs> this is not canon. Yes. Oh, so glad. We have reached the end 
Oh, but you forgot how Synergy leapt out of a strange oh, portal no. in the sky. Right. Oh, that was such oh a goofball God. ending. Actually, that was a very 80s sitcom ending, you know, where they do the it freeze was. frame on her lap. And like, there's like the everybody, ha, 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 yeah, ha, ha. yeah, and then freeze frame. Oh, God. Yeah. You've been listening to the Gemcast on Hologram Radio. I am here with Aline Sims, as always. And. If you haven't yet, you can subscribe to Aline's amazing podcast on the Relay.fm network. And you can go directly to Relay.fm forward slash L-T-O-E to check out her show and the entire back catalog, which I believe is now available there, right? Oh, yeah, it has been. Great. And uh, you do a little bit of writing on AlineMean.com. And, of course, uh, you're on Twitter. You can follow her there at A-L-E-E-N, one of the simplest Twitter handles out there. I'm surprised you got Haste that. Me. Is that an well, uncommon I've name, had... by the way? Uh, yeah, it's it... an uncommon name. Right. And I've been on Twitter since uh, 2008. Mm, so well, that helps. So you're yeah. an early bird. Yeah, relatively early fairly. bird. Yeah. And what else would you like to plug this week? I think that's it. Okay. And of course, Land App Camp this for week. Girls. We have mentioned App, App, App Camp for Girls. It's a great cause. Uh, you should uh, you should go donate uh, and buy the iOS app in the App Store. Yes, please. Even 99 if cents. you're not a girl or if you don't have a kid that you want to send to App Camp for Girls, it's a great cause. And I'm sure they would absolutely love it if you bought the app. You can check out uh, Kate Tempest Bradford. All of her writing, social media, links to her YouTube channel is available on ktempestbradford.com. You can follow Tempest at Tiny Tempest on Twitter. And of course, she still does the Tempest Challenge videos as well. I haven't seen one in a while. Are you still, you are still doing those, aren't you? Are you on a bit of a hiatus? What are you talking about? One just came out like two days ago. Well, I must have missed that. Nobody pays attention to my videos. Uh, I'm subscribed to the channel. I just I'm subscribed to so many YouTube channels. Sometimes I just overlook things, unfortunately. You can show your support by supporting us on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash hologram radio and uh, donate a buck. Donate two bucks, whatever you feel comfortable with parting. It's one of the best ways to support us because we are entirely listener supported. So please please do that. You can also check out our sponsors page at hologramradio.org forward slash sponsors. And if you shop at Amazon these days, like I do, you probably have a growing wish list. So why not hit up our sponsors page and use our Amazon affiliate links? There's no additional work on your part other than just clicking those links and buying the same products that you were going to buy anyways, except that we get a portion of the sale. You can subscribe to the show on iTunes uh, to ensure you get every new episode each and every week. And if you're there, why not drop us a comment or a rating even better? And what does that do? Well, that helps other people discover the show. And the more people that rate the show, the likelier that they are to discover us. You can follow us on Twitter at Gem Podcast and the rest of the network if you'd like to check out all the other shows that we do, including Tempest's newer show, The Right Gear. Uh, you can follow that account on Twitter at Hologram Radio. We're also on Facebook at 
Hologram Radio, and pretty much everywhere else. Instagram, Hologram Radio shows. Oh, and I almost forgot to plug our own Facebook page for our podcast, which is facebook.com forward slash gem podcast. And if you'd like to send us feedback the old-fashioned way, which almost no one seems to do, is email us at gemcast at hologramradio.org, and all three of us will receive that. That is it for this week. We have finally moved past this painful episode, and hopefully next week we get something a little bit better. And what do we have to look forward to next week? Rock and Roll Express. I have no recollection of this episode, but that's not entirely a new thing. Well, hopefully this next episode is an entire train wreck like this one. So until then, show's over, Synergy.